You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So do you remember at the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak last year, we had all these news stories that were like, okay, 1 million people a day are projected to die. We're going to have a fifth of the Earth's population die from the coronavirus. Just a bunch of stuff that didn't really happen. Yeah, people got sick, people did die, but the estimated numbers is what I'm getting at were just that estimates. And then hard reality came and yeah, it's been a long protracted pandemic. All right, but now we're now we're dealing with the after effects or kind of coming out of the after effects. And one of those is the eviction moratorium, the CDC, last Thursday, basically got shut down. That eviction moratorium basically got shut down. And so now you're going to have a bunch of news stories of these these big companies and these big financial institutions saying, all right, this is how many people are going to be evicted and so many people are going to be thrown to the streets. You're going to see a bunch of that because what they're trying to do is they're trying to put another eviction moratorium out there. So the most the most recent one and the, the, the primary one that's come out since this is 750,000 households could face eviction in the next four months, says Goldman Sachs. What's funny is that the lead-in title on this was nearly 1 million people could face eviction in the next four months, says Goldman Sachs, rounding up from three quarters of a million. All right, so that's like me at age 52 saying, you know, I'm almost 60. I, I mean, I'm damn near 60. I mean, I'm mean, almost 60. And I do throw that out there every now and then, because it is funny, because it's like, eh, you're not 60. I know. But that's, you know, statistics and numbers. You can kind of get what you want out of it. If you just put it down a certain certain route, nearly 1 million. All right. So that's what we're talking about today. Are 750,000 households going to hit the streets being evicted? I don't think so. We're going to talk about it. Before we jump on in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own two real estate companies. And I read the news, give you my perspective on that news. All right, let's do this. And we've got a big stop eviction sign here on the uh, cancel the rents and mortgages, no evictions. How about free rent, free mortgages, free everything forever? Let's just do that. Just everything free. I want free gasoline. I want, I want free internet. I want, I want free, I want free, really good food. I want free gym membership. What else do I want for free? Uh, I want free boat moorage. I, I want free boats for everybody. I mean, the whole thing is just like, really? Are we just not working for anything anymore? And I get it. You got the pandemic. People, we don't want the Rona to spread. All right, but it's kind of gone a little too far. Goldman Sachs is sounding a warning bell about a looming eviction crisis, urging Congress to act quickly. The investment firm in a report said as many as 750,000 households could face evictions before the end of the year. They could face evictions, but that's different than actually being evicted, right? Yeah, that's true. How many people would, would have been evicted during this period if there weren't the eviction moratorium? We got like, what, 330 something million people in the United States, probably closer to 400 with the southern border being the way it is, right? No, I'm joking there. It's not that bad, but it's, it's not good either, right? I mean, we're just hemorrhaging people inward into our country. Come on in. It's all right. Come on in. Yeah, we can't really take care of you, you know, our own people, but come on in. Let's just, let's just do this. All right. 
So as many as 750,000 households could face eviction before the end of the year, and, and that as many as 3.5 million households nationwide are behind on their rent payments. It doesn't mean they're going to get evicted. It also doesn't mean that they're going to hit the streets. Vast majority of people that get evicted, they figure out housing elsewhere, right? But because we've got this pandemic going on, our fear is those people go out on the streets, they become houseless, is we're supposed to refer to it now as houseless, they become houseless. And then that just gets spread everywhere, because they don't have the ability to wash their hands, do all the you know stuff that you can as uh, COVID prevention. All right. Uh, even though, statistically, COVID numbers coming out of the homeless encampments very, very low infection rate. And of those that have been identified as infected, majority have been asymptomatic, because they're living outside. Rona is more prevalent indoors, right? Where we've got the lockdowns happening. <laughs> Interesting how that works. Yeah, weird. At this point, the only thing stopping that would be an eviction moratorium from Congress, 3.5 million people behind on their rent and 750,000 people. So we've got an eviction moratorium from Congress. Don't see that happening, which has been hesitant to agree to such a policy so far. If we haven't seen a massive march towards a some 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 kind of law from Congress on this, not going to happen, right? The Biden administration ordered one previously, but that was overturned by the Supreme Court over the weekend. Many state level eviction bans are also set to expire soon. It's kind of all happening at once, isn't it? End of September, early October, uh, the October 3rd one uh, was basically thrown out. The uh, CDC one was thrown out by the Supreme Court. That's the one we're talking about here. While the government has taken steps to make it easier for renters at risk to receive funds from the emergency rental assistance program, it's unlikely that money will arrive in time for thousands of families. Here's the thing. If landlords are in the process of they've made their claim for this money, they're not going to boot their, their tenants out. They're going to want to get that money. And if these tenants have already left, then they've already left. This story is, is irrelevant. Now, are there a bunch of people behind on their rent? Yes. Are they necessarily going to get evicted? No. Could they be evicted? Yes. And that's literally what this article is saying is, well, they might, they could. And, you know, I might grow wings and fly too. I mean, it could happen. I don't, it's probably not very, you know, that's not a, not a reasonable thing. It's a reasonable podcast and me flying. That's not reasonable. Also three and a half million people that are behind on rent, whatever, how many million people extrapolating that to all those people are going to get evicted. That's a no go. This is just a news story, right? Eviction said Goldman Sachs were likely to be particularly pronounced in the city's hardest hit by the coronavirus as the number of apartments is high in those areas. So we're talking about dense areas. All right, that's where you've got the most people living in apartment style housing. All right, does that make sense? Yeah, probably. But again, it's like, all right, what does that have to do with the eviction moratorium? That's been lifted. We don't have a new one going in place. It's go time. Here we are, you got to pull that bandaid off at some point in time. And that time is now. So you know, kind of here we are, an eviction crisis would be more than a humanitarian and health concern. That's what we've been told this whole time. 
What about the concern to the landlords who have been covering this equation the entire time? How about that? How, how come we don't see much about that? Yeah, we just don't, do we? We don't. We've literally had Congress people say, well, you know, people who own houses, they can make their way to a bank. They can go get a loan. You know, the tenants, some of these tenants, they have two, three, four children. Oh, I don't think they're going to be going to the bank anytime soon. That's literally, except for that very last part, that's literally what has been stated by some of our esteemed leaders. Th that's a statement that has been made. Did a podcast on that. That's ridiculous. So because somebody can go to a bank and has figured out how to get a loan, they should have to cover somebody's bills for a year and a half. Hmm, I'm a no go on that. No hard no go, right? An eviction crisis would be more than a humanitarian and health concern. Yeah, that's just what that's the spin on this. That is the spin. That's how you get, you know, you sell fear to people. Um, it would create economic worries as well. Well, we've already got economic worries because one side of the equation has been making payments for the other side. And, and obviously not all tenants are taking advantage of this, but a certain percentage are. And that, you know, the rubber's going to hit the road here soon. Goldman says it expects a small drag on spending and job growth from people directly impacted. But the larger concern is public health, which could be more seriously impacted. Yeah, but we have no data to really support that because we don't really know how many people are going to get evicted. And just because they get evicted doesn't mean they hit the streets out on the in the in the open, living on the sidewalk, right? It, it just doesn't. So this whole this whole narrative and this whole story has been to me, it's been ridiculous from the get go. Goldman Sachs is hardly the only group raising a red flag on evictions. The Census Bureau estimates roughly 1.3 million people are likely to get evicted in the next two months. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. 1.3 million people. All right, here's the thing. Courts are already wildly jammed up, wildly jammed up. And money has been slow and in getting to the communities that need it, the tenants that need it, the landlords that need it. And these landlords, if there's a if there's a hope or a prayer that they're going to be able to, you know, recoup some of their lost rent, they're going to stick it out. They're going to stick it out. Or by now, it's been so long, they have basically said, Yep, I'm done with you, tenant, I'm going to either move in or I'm going to try and sell the place. And, and that's why you've got rents just skyrocketing across the United States, not just on single family housing, but on apartments as well. And so you've got this combination of factors, where I, you're not going to see 1.3 million people get evicted. This is just a news story. It's not going to happen. The beauty of saying these things on a podcast is we can all look back and go, Oh, what happened there? And I, I need to look back in some of my earlier podcasts at the beginning of the coronavirus, because I was reading some wild stories wild stories about the majority of the Earth's population was soon to leave the face of the uh, of the planet um, because of the, you know, the whole coronavirus. I mean, just some wild, wild stuff, right? Some extrapolations of worst case data scenarios. And that's what we're looking at here, in my opinion. We pull off like these uh, eviction moratoriums, not much happens. It's kind of like the super spreader event from Sturgis, the bike rally. Or how about the super spreader event from uh, Lollapalooza? 
percentage-wise, neither of those were super spreader events. You had a couple of hundred cases. But if you take a sample of 385,000 people like there were at Lollapalooza, you're going to come up with a couple hundred cases no matter what, right? So non-events, non-news stories, not super spreader events, but you throw that headline up like you're seeing here, 750,000 households. So Goldman Sachs is hardly the only group raising a red flag on evictions. Census Bureau estimates roughly 1.3 million people are likely to get evicted in the next two months. Okay, um, and that's the one I'm a hard no go on. That's just nonsense. And the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities estimates there are 11.4 million Americans currently behind on rent, a figure that's below the December 2020 peak, but still widespread. All right. Well, it's kind of we're, we're kind of at that point where tenants need to figure out game plan, figure out game plan, because that's kind of where we're at. And landlords, they've been negotiating and, and tenants have been negotiating this out since you know, since the beginning. And the vast majority of stories I hear are, yeah, most of my tenants are paying. I've got one or two, I've got one that could be paying that he's just gone dark. And in those cases, where people are not paying, and they're not responding, they have really no interest in going after the federal money. Because if if as a tenant, if you're not responding to your landlord, there's no way your landlord can work out the deal that needs to be basically cut to get the federal money, which has been sent to the state level, and then to the local levels. And in the like uh, King County here, we've got 156 million, it's over $150 million to help with with rent that is owed by tenants. And like 4% or 5% of that money has been doled out. The rest is waiting to be doled out. So I think you've got a lot of people that are behind on rent, but I think you've got a lot of landlords that are waiting to see if money will come their way. And they know that if they boot their tenants out, they're not going to see any of that money. So these news stories that we're seeing, I think they're, they're just total hype, complete hype. 750,000 households could face eviction in the next four months, says Goldman Sachs. All right. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I say probably. More than likely, that is not going to happen. We'll see. And again, like I said, hey, the beauty of this is we can look back on this podcast and go, ah, Sean was really wrong. But I don't think I will be. And I, and I think it's because of a combination of factors. And we don't really know. We've never really faced a scenario like this where we've put an eviction moratorium. I'm sorry, what? We're doing what and why? Crazy stuff, right? When this thing, when these things went into place, it's kind of like, um, and cancel the rents and mortgage forbearance. All right. I understand people are losing their jobs and we shut the economy down, but by now, economy has been full tilt, right? I mean, are there any states left that are still fully shut down? No. Even California is just open, right? Um, I mean, they've got restrictions, they've got the mask mandate and stuff like that. But they're they're not shut down from the standpoint of, all right, these businesses are open, and these businesses are closed, you've got a, you know, essential versus non essential. So I think what you're seeing right now is just basically media hype on evictions. Because this is a news story that with the eviction moratorium by the CDC was deemed not constitutional. Mm, yeah, 
CDC didn't have the, the ability, they didn't have the power to throw that out there and have it stick. And so, uh, yeah, need an act of Congress. And that's basically what the Supreme Court said uh, last time back in, what was it, June? I think they, they made a ruling and said, yeah, we're a no-go here. You need to have an act of Congress to basically extend this eviction moratorium out. But then the uh, the Biden administration and a handful of other politicians said, ah, let's let's just lean on the president and let's see if he can cut a deal. And he did with the CDC and then that got overthrown. So here we are. Now the whole thing is 750,000, almost a million people will surely be, I mean, they might be, I mean, they could be statistically on paper. There's an outside chance that this might happen on a much smaller scale to a lesser degree in the next four months. That's how that title should go. Now, if you read that title, would you be like, oh, yeah, oh, I don't really care about that. I don't really care about that. And that's kind of my opinion. I see these news stories and I'm like, that's not going to happen. That's nonsense. That is just true nonsense. And what will happen? We are what, September 1st now? All right, let's say uh, November 1st. Let's check back in November 1st because that's uh, two months in on the four months. Let's see how many, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have been evicted. You're going to have some evictions. Granted, I'm not saying that there's going to, you know, the eviction moratoriums get taken off and people aren't going to be evicted, but there's been people evicted throughout this process anyway. You've got court systems that are like, yeah, we don't really recognize that eviction moratorium. You've got a fair number of states with that already going on. And you're not, you're not hearing about rising numbers of people because they've been evicted, throwing the Rona out into the community. You're not hearing that, are you? No, because it's not happening. Just like the 750,000 households will not all of a sudden be evicted, just boom. So lots of different little variables in this storyline. Most of the ones that you will see in the major media, take with a grain of salt, because they're not happening. They might they could, you know, if a perfect set of scenario happened, circumstances happened, yeah, maybe to a lesser degree, it's uncertain, it's unclear, and I don't think so. That's kind of my bottom line here is uh, you're just seeing some hype. You're seeing some hype. Now, why are we seeing the hype so that we can continually sell the fear of this whole pandemic yeah, that's a whole nother topic, isn't it? I cover basically the eviction moratorium because if you start stepping off into other avenues that, um, yeah, they're, they're hot topics. There's certain social mediums that don't really want you to talk about that. So I talk about real estate stuff and some other public safety stuff because that stuff's fun as well. But um, yeah, we need to be sold the hype so that we can you know, live in fear of what's going on. And I don't really believe in that. And I also don't believe 750,000 households are going to be evicted. Nearly a million. I'm almost 60. Crazy, right? But that's, this is kind of how you're, this is maybe why you're tuning into some real estate dude reading the news on YouTube. It's a crazy world. All right, that's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk then. Bye for now. Don't forget.
forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.